Cheerscast is part of the Fire and Water Network. What's so funny? Uh, well, uh, it seems that the uh, love of your life there thinks that because he's never seen you date anybody, that maybe you well, prefer ladies. <laughs> well, you, you set him straight, didn't you? Based on what? <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Cheerscast, the podcast where everybody knows your name. I'm your host, Ryan Daly, and joining me this time to talk about the 10th episode of Season 6, returning guest Vicki DeCypher. Welcome back, Vicki. Thank you so much for having me back, and thank you so much for uh, pronouncing DeCypher so well and effortlessly. You do a great job with that. I try to speed through it as fast as I can, so it sounds like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> that's the best way. I, I always want to do it with like, like a K sound, the Kuiper. That's I, I always read it that way, and I have to remind I know. myself. Yeah, we get that a lot. <laughs> no, you did a great job. <laughs> sounds like DeCypher, DeCypher. That's right. Welcome back to the show. Uh, the last time you were on the show, we had a lot of fun, but we were talking about the Diane of it all and uh, wanted to kind of get your your big picture impression because so many of my guests have talked about the new transition to our brand new leading lady. Well, I mean, at this point, we're, we're 10 episodes in, um, but we're going to be talking about Rebecca for a lot going forward. Um, what do you think about this new the new woman in the life of Cheers and the, the absence of Diane? I miss Diane, of course. Shelley Long, fantastic. I love the character of Rebecca, especially these first few seasons she's in. I think Kersey Alley just is hysterical in that role. I mean, this is high praise and maybe too high praise, but I see a lot of like Lucille Ball type comedy from Kersey Alley in this role. And I think she's just fantastic. Um, Rebecca brings that like 80s power lunch boss woman vibe but then we start especially i think in this episode seeing that crack a little bit and (laughs) really starting to see rebecca which i love um and i think one of my favorite things about having rebecca the character of rebecca is the fashion you have not had a character on cheers that really brings the fashion especially late 80s early 90s fashion and in some ways you know I think that's great because I think that keeps the show timeless. But I really love, especially this season, Rebecca's costumes. It, you know, it reminds me of my Barbies growing up. <laughs> the era of I had Barbies. Um, and I just love it. I love the bold colors. I love the shoulder pads. I love it. So I think that's also one of my favorite things about having the character of Rebecca around. Oh, I, I agree with what you're saying. And yeah, as you said, the fashion, I, I thought about it too. And like, yeah, just from her first appearance with the, the jacket with the big shoulder pads and the sleeves rolled up and yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and, and we'll see some more right. fashion with this episode tonight too. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think, I think peak Rebecca is when there is a judicious mix between the very poised, held together, frosty Miss Howe and the cracked, like there's like water and like neuro- neuroses just like leaking out of the side. Yeah, just like I'm pouring a loser. through. Like, and I <laughs> yeah, think it's great. for me, I think that's like season eight, season nine is when we're at peak Rebecca. After that, I think right. she's she's cracked and broken irrevocably. And there's still a mm-hmm. lot of humor to be found there, but uh, there's it's it's almost more of a caricature of it. Um 
So I, yeah, I, I, I think I, I think Rebecca in the last two seasons, it's kind of hard to take her seriously. But at this point, it's still a much. It it, she's a very different animal. So <laughs> I agree, she's great right now. I'm yeah. loving the Rebecca we're getting. Yeah. Um, and this is a, uh, a seminal Rebecca episode a little bit, so we are going to get into Season 6, Episode 10, A Kiss is Still a Kiss. This one is written by David Lloyd, directed by James Burroughs, and the original air date was Thursday, December 3rd, 1987. Evan Drake, the president of the company and unwitting keeper of Rebecca's heart and affection, comes to Cheers and meets Sam for the first time. They hit it off, and Evan reveals that Rebecca has a reputation around the corporate offices. Because she has never been seen dating or taking an interest in men there, Evan and the others suspect that she is a lesbian. Sam tells Rebecca that she could disprove the false impression by taking him as her date to a party at Evan's house. Reluctantly, and after her male escort cancels, Rebecca agrees to bring Sam along. At the party, Sam learns that Evan Drake is separated from his wife and that Rebecca has been harboring her unrequited love for him for two years without acting on her feelings. Sam pressures her into showing Evan how she feels, which Rebecca does by sloppily kissing him in front of his guests and making a fool of herself. Rebecca returns to Cheers and begins clearing out her office, certain that Evan will fire her. Sam finds out that Evan is going to apologize for overreacting and decides to do the wrong thing. He convinces Rebecca to kiss him even more passionately in front of Evan so he will believe that she was only trying to make Sam jealous at the party. The ploy works, but Rebecca finds out about Sam's deception. In order to show Sam that she felt nothing for him during the kiss, she grabs Frasier and kisses him even more passionately more passionately than anyone has ever touched Frasier by the looks of it. All right, Vicki, what did you think about this episode? It's so funny. Like, it is a really great episode. Like I said, we start seeing the the crack of Rebecca in this. There's also a lot going on in this episode, I feel like. We have the Sam, Rebecca, Mr. Drake, but then we have the Norm, Cliff, Vera, the Frasier, and the Hiccup. It's just, it's packed. (laughs) And then Harry the Hat. Um, right, you right. Know, it's, it's really packed, but I, I think it's a great episode. I really do. Right, right. Um, yeah, for being uh, the the first episode uh, with Evan Drake, who is played by Tom Skerritt, and who is an actor that I love. But the funny thing is, like, and maybe he works really well in this position, and he, we will see him again. He's in a handful of episodes this season. And maybe right. it, it maybe works because he's not naturally a comedic actor, um, but I mean, like he, he he's usually some kind of like authority figure. I mean, he was he was in Alien, obviously the Dead Zone. He was in the movie version of Mash. He was in Top Gun. All these things that I, I kind of remember him from. Right. Um, similarly, as I was growing up, kind of um, at the same time as Cheers or as Cheers was leaving, I was a huge fan of the show Picket Fences. Um, and he was the star of that. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and I, I loved right. that show. Um, like, young Don Cheadle was on that show, which was really, really cool to see him. Yeah. Um, and that was, you know, it was one of those, uh, like, David E. Kelly legal comedy drama shows, like an Ally McBeal or, like, The Practice. Mm-hmm. But because of the show, like, there was only one legal case per episode, and the rest of it was kind of more about the idiosyncrasies of this town in, in Wisconsin. And... 
Tom Skerritt as the kind of paternal sheriff figure to kind of hold it all together. I just always thought he just, he played a mm-hmm. great father figure and he always had like this great kind of winning smile that just made him, I, I've always found him just sort of effortlessly charming and he just kind of looks good and like, he is. Like you can, even though obviously we will know that Rebecca has this type where she is like, almost pathologically attracted to people with wealth and (laughs) means and everything like that. Like, even despite being so much older than her, you can see why she would go for a guy like Evan Drake or Tom Skerritt in this case. Yeah, he's almost, like, got a little bit of that Tom Selleck-ness. Yeah, yeah, I see, yeah. Uh, Yeah, watching it, I watched this episode last night with my husband, and uh, to him, Tom Skerritt is, you know, Commander Metcalf from Top Gun. But to me, right. like, growing up in the South, I watched Steel Magnolias probably more oh, times sure, than I could yeah, yeah. count. And he was the dad. He was drunk, Edenton. And he actually is very funny in that role. That's the only time I've ever really seen him in, in kind of a, I mean, it's a serious movie, but there's a lot of humor in it. Um, and he does it really well. But I think what makes him in this, like, I, I was watching it, and I've seen this episode many times, but he, the the long pause and the staring that he does <laughs> throughout. I have those in like, my notes. I think it's, it's either, like, crazy or perfect. And I think it's perfect. Like, I really think it just works in the role of Mr. Drake. Like, he's like, these people are all... Kind of lunatics, I, and, and, or he does it to his like assistant too, and it's it's just great. I love it. I have that in my notes too. You read my notes. Like his his com- his highest points of comedy are moments of silence where he's just saying something yes, with his eyes, yes. and it's incredible because each one is very different. Um, but yeah, it, okay, you're so exactly good. right. So we're on the same page there. But as you mentioned before, yes. yeah, with the teaser, we get the return of the beloved Harry the Hat. Um, played by Harry Yay, Anderson. I was so happy to see him. I know, it caught me off guard. I always forget that he was he came back during this one. Um, me too. Yeah. He was, We. you know, he, he showed up in a handful of episodes in season one and then season two, but by then, Harry Anderson got the starring gig on Night Court, which was running at the same time. Right. Um, and actually, I had to... That was in one of my notes. Yeah, for my my Cliffy's, it's a little-known fact for this episode. Uh, This one aired the same night as the Night Court Season 5, Episode 9, which was called The Constitution Part 1. So we got a a double dose of uh, Harry Anderson this night on on NBC. Um, Nice. So... Yeah, so he comes back just for the teaser, and it's one of those things where he comes in and he's like, he asks uh, the barkeep for a beer. Now, he's never encountered Woody before, but Norman Cliff recognized him. They're like, oh, hey, Harry, how yeah. are you? Haven't seen you in a while. And he's like, well, you know, I got off for time, good time. I got out early for time for good behavior, or something like that, implying the reason <laughs> he's been gone. He's been, he's been in jail. Um, and then Woody makes the mistake of saying he needs change for a 50, and Harry's like, hey, I got you covered. And Norman Cliff, they're like, okay, we know a con is coming, so we better we better watch this co- carefully. And they both take right. out, they take out their wallets and put them inside the um <laughs> like the tray with all like the fruit wedges, like the limes and everything like on the, the bar. Yeah. <laughs> so they're going to scrutinize this transaction and see and. Harry starts counting off bills, but then as he's doing, he is asking 
questions of Norman Cliff and Woody that prompt them to say numbers. And every time they say a number, he jumps to the next number in the sequence as he's counting off the bills, in a sense, mm-hmm. shortchanging them. So by the time he gets to the 50 to trade Woody for a $50 bill, he's really only given him like 16 or 17 singles. Right. Something like that. So it's a, it's a nice little con, and they don't seem to be any the any the wiser, and he takes off. But as he's doing, Sam is coming down the stairs like, hey, Sam, good to see you. And Sam was like, why was Harry the Hat here? He's like, oh, he just came in for a beer. Mm-hmm. And Sam was like, okay. He kind of cautiously walks down. He's like, oh, and he wanted to change, too. And Sam just takes off running up the stairs. <laughs> it's great. And can we talk about Norm's hair in this episode? It is sure. uncontrolled. <laughs> uncontrolled. It is getting so long right now. Like, it's just so funny to me every time I see it. His curls, man. He's, he's growing them out in this one. It's yeah, the the they're, the weight of the, the hair is starting to droop over the side. It's like you're starting to see like a part down the middle. It's getting a little bit crazy. You're right. Yeah, it's it just doesn't fit his like wearing a suit every day. Like it, it's just I don't know. It just every time I see Norm's hair get like that, it just makes me kind of chuckle. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, so when we come back, um. What's going on? Um, the gang is basically tired of hearing about Sam's misfortune, um, and because he's talking about it, like because Norm, Norm yeah. comes in and he's you know kind of like all oh, like you know he's like how how's life treating you? He's like oh it's not treating me, but you can. And Sam is trying to empathize with him. He's like yeah I know how it feels. You know I lost my boat and everything. And the whole bar's like yeah <laughs> we've heard about this. And he's like fine Poor fine. Sam. Yeah. This is like the first thing because uh, the last, well, one of the last episodes when we saw Norman Cliff, uh, Cliff and Ma Clavin lost their house. They sold it for a boatload. Um, but curiously, in the interim, Cliff has now been staying at Norm's house for a while. <laughs> though uh, I think Rick and I just, uh, just figured out that he would have made like the equivalent of $600,000 on the, or yeah, like, uh, right? he should have been able to find a yeah. hotel or something. He's he's there and Norm is like Cliff. I, I got to talk to you. Like this, your your presence at the house is becoming a problem for Vera. He's like the the kitchen, the bathrooms. You're too clean. You tidy up after yourself. He's like you, you need to leave something for her to do. Otherwise, she'll talk to me. <laughs> Ma Clavin trained him well. He knows how to be a good house guest. And it'll come back later on, later on in the episode when um, uh, Vera calls for the for the bar and and Norm picks it up. He's like, "Oh, that's great! That's great news!" And he's like, "Hey, Cliff, she wants to talk to you." And Cliff is like, "What's so great?" He's like, "What's the great news?" He's like, "That she wants to talk to you." And and Cliff has to talk to like Vera for baking a cake or something like that. As Fraser comes in, he is he's in a even fouler mood because he feels like he has been. Uh, unfairly attacked in print by a fellow uh, colleague, a fellow psychiatrist, who has written an article debunking all of Fraser's findings or theories in in the last <laughs> paper that he published or something. And he's just he's like, he's fighting mad, and he's like, "Give me a strong drink or something." And and uh, like Sam's like, "How about a boiler maker?" He's like, "No, make it a mimosa." A mimosa. I, that was I love that part. I love Fraser. <laughs> They they serve. I don't know why I even noticed this. They serve it to him in like a big margarita glass. Have you ever had a mimosa in a margarita? They did. Glass? It was no. It was like the most giant. Like it was like a bowl of mimosa. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. 
was like, like maybe if like he asked for like an extra size one or something but that would have made sense but I was like I was looking for it. I was like shouldn't it be like in a champagne flute or at least a tall wine glass or something <laughs> they were out <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah they were all being washed uh, so then that's when uh, Evan Drake comes in flanked by two assistants <laughs> ordering them to do stuff and like kind of giving them commands and if they give him a little bit of pushback he can just stare them down and they retreat back to do whatever his bidding is it's a nice little very very quick like display of you know his power and his authority as a bit of characterization i thought that yeah he doesn't have to say a word right right he doesn't have to speak he can just look at them yeah um and carla's like you know sam this is what rebecca is into she's like and he's like well what does she see in him and she's like Carla's like money, power, prestige, and Sam, and it seems like this is his go-to thing. But he's like, but I'm several yes, inches taller. Yes, we had this before. Yeah, Diane, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When when Diane was seeing another guy, and Sam had to look at his driver's license to confirm, he's like, I'm half an inch taller. Yeah, so funny. Um, and and then Sam meets uh, Evan. And he's like, hey, he's a big fan and everything like that. And he's like, you got any twenty year old scotch? He's like, no, but I've got some pretzels that have been around for a while. And uh, they, <laughs> they kind of hit it off right away. And um, Sam tells him, you know, the bar is doing great under the new management. And Evan's like, well, I hope so. We sank a lot of money into this into Cheers. And Sam starts to commiserate. He's like, oh, don't mention that word sank. I sank my boat and everything. And he starts telling the story. And <laughs> Evan's just like, oh, I heard about it. And he walks away. To his table. And, yeah, and, no one, no one will listen to Sam's story today. And then, like the, the idea that it would have been like the story's even gotten that far, and Evan Drake is even tired of hearing about it. Like, because Sam looks at Norm, and Norm is just like shaking, like just shrugging, like you you tell the story a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um. I know. Um. Norman Frazier have this side bet going. Is like, how much do you think Evan pays for his socks? And Fraser goes, he's, he's, seen those, he's seen those at Barney's for 75 a pair. Woody starts laughing, and he's like, even I pay a dollar for mine. Like, I, I laugh out loud every time I hear that line. It's, it's, it's Woody. He's it's, perfect. It's a classic Woody, yeah. Um, so then we get to this whole thing. Sam is telling uh, Evan Drake the story because he's like, "Hey, you must have some funny stories." And they they're kind of you know bonding here. And Sam is telling him the story about this incident where he had to sign the game ball after after obviously <laughs> after a Red Sox game, and he was naked and he signed the ball for Peter Uberoff. And I actually I had to look this one up because Evan Drake recognizes the name as the commissioner of Major League Baseball. And Sam goes, well, that's where the story kind of falls apart. So I looked that up, and Uberoth was made commissioner of Major League Baseball in 1984 after he had previously run the Los Angeles Olympic Organizing Committee. Um, but this would have been a decade after Sam washed out of baseball. So yeah. this is like, unless unless Sam just happened to be like setting the ball for this guy who would later like in like eight or nine years like become, become the commissioner. commissioner. Yeah. Like that's kind of a, a weird thing. So otherwise it's a, yeah, it's like a bit of a, yeah, kind of a, a, a continuity goof because they're like talking about the guy who's the contemporary. Or maybe, yeah. Right. Or maybe that's what he meant when he said, and that's where the story falls apart because he got caught in a, a little bit of a fib there. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. That, that seems like something that uh, I has either. to work way too hard to figure that one out. But um, I agree. I yeah. agree. Um, anyway, they didn't that, know anyone would be yeah. googling this. You know, 
at that point, thirty-five Rebe- years later, yeah. At this point, Rebecca comes in, and the high fashion with the long white trench coat and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's got these smudges of like dirt and grime and grease on her face because <laughs> she tells Carla she had to change a flat tire on her way over, and she's covered in this. And and Carla's like, "Well, your boyfriend Evan Drake is here," and Carla, like Rebecca doesn't think she, you know she's just like trolling her. But then she sees Evan and she freaks out. She screams and has to run out of the run into her office to retreat. Yeah, she says, "I will come to you. Close your eyes." <laughs> like she's just coming unglued. She's yeah. like, "Oh no, no!" And what does what does Evan say? He's like attractive woman, but a little bit. What does he call her? Like squirrely, or like how does? He says, uh, oh shoot! Yeah, there's a word she uses. Yeah, Not edgy. edgy uh, yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Sam is like something else. Yeah, but it kind of works for. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is when Sam tells him, or Evan tells Sam that Rebecca has this reputation at corporate because she's never seen dating any men there. Because, as we know, she has the hots for Evan, uh, so she shoots everybody else down. Guys, yeah, he puts it, she's a lady's lady. Um, yeah, a lady's lady, yeah. And this is the last word we have on the matter until Rebecca comes out and apologizes to Evan. And she says, I'm sorry, I'm late. I was working on my car. <laughs> and this is one of those moments oh. that we said where it's just the silence that hangs between them and Evan yeah. Drake staring at her and then looking at Sam. <laughs> it's just his so, little so, glance to Sam yeah. is just—it's perfect. He doesn't have to do anything. It's yeah. just the look. It's all in the look. Yeah. Um, and then he can't get out of there fast enough. He says he's he's hosting a function at his place or his. He's like, I'm hosting a place at my club. Uh, for some of the high, you know, high function people, he's like, "Come on over." He's like, "Bring a date or a companion or whatever." And he, I think he kind of flubs it in order for it to like ping on Rebecca. Like Rebecca needs to take notice of it in order for like the next scene to play out. But like, I think in his way, right. he's trying to be accommodating. He maybe he's trying to be like well, pro- yeah, progressive and compassionate. Like, say. Yeah. I think. Exactly. I, I think, like, yeah, I, it's a bit of a, a tired joke, I guess. But in some ways, he is being very progressive and come, bring whoever you like. I mean, you know, they're using it for comedy, but he's being open-minded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is, it's right. The, the awkwardness is the, the comedy part, but he's like still, he's like offering it. He's like, and like, I mean, he could have just said date and like just left it at that, but you know, whatever. Right. He's, he, he In his mind, he kind of has to like, like clarify it, that like, whoever, uh, we're open to it. We're accepting. We're not going to judge you or something like that. And, and that's what she's right, like, right. Well, what do you mean by that? And then she comes back and, and all oh, this great exchange. There's like, I had so many parts on this that could have been my home run, but this one, she's like, Sam was like, well, the love of your life thinks that because he's never seen you date anybody that maybe you prefer the company <laughs> of ladies. And she goes, well, you set him straight, didn't you? And Sam just taking a drink of orange juice, like, <laughs> based on what? <laughs> the way, the way Ted Jansen says that line, he's got several times in here, actually, but that, when, when he says based on what, I just love it. It's so good every time. It's so, like, like proud, like he's holding the winning card. He's just like, why would I? <laughs> like, um, I was also going to mention, too, real quick, uh, when, when Mr. Drake is asking Rebecca to the party, 
she's like stammering and Carla kind of kicks her like shut up and answer say yes yeah and like in a way Carla's being a bully but she's also being a good girlfriend she's like be cool come on Rebecca you can do this like, right. Carla does have some love for Rebecca I think she, she tries to help her sometimes I think so I think you're right there's a little bit of like maybe it's and maybe it's a little bit of pity <laughs> probably a lot of that just a little pity too yeah that's probably also true but um, so Sam thinks that obviously, you know, you, Rebecca could change Evan's mind if he shows up to the party with, you know, like he he starts describing this like super hunk, you know, <laughs> and if you're just like all over this guy. Like, Hot macho stud. Yeah, and she's like, you're talking about yourself, right? He's like, well, you you obviously you associated me with the description, so. Oh, Sam. He can't help himself. Yeah. You know, we got to a point with Diane, they, he was in a relationship. The womanizer, Sam, kind of went on the back burner. And then the first part of the season, he's almost like out of control in some of the things he says to Rebecca. Um, I do think it starts toning down some, but we're really... Womanizer Sam is back in full force. You know, like it or not, he's back. Yeah, and, and I think, yeah, we're they are... They're finding an equilibrium. Like, at first, it was like he was just coming off as, like, this, like, really almost insufferable horn dog. And it's like, dude, yeah, it was she will, much. She it was will fire much. your ass. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, right. like that, right. that's, that should be the least of your worries. Is, is she doing that? Like, this exactly. is, just, this is exactly. so pathetic. I mean, but now they're kind of at this, like, almost a... Uh, I, I use the phrase in, in uh, different contexts with Sam and Diane, but now it seems like he and Rebecca are at this state of detente where, like, she can count on him right. to make these sexual advances, and that's just part of who he is, and, the, the, like, just the nature of working with a guy like Sam is having to put up with right. that, and knowing that it's and not think, really going to advance any farther. Right. And I think her having the place of power in this relationship where she could fire him if he took it too far or if she really did feel uncomfortable, I think makes it a little more palatable to see play out. Right. Um, and, and she gives it back to him. Like, she doesn't take it. And that's that's the thing I love about Rebecca most, I think, is her her, her zingers back to Sam are <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah, because she is sure that she can find, like, she's like, I don't need to take you, I, like, I've got other options, I can find right. another boyfriend for this party, and he's like, well, will they be as good looking as me? And as she's walking to the office, and she shouts back at him, like, to the, for the whole bar to hear, she's like, blindfolded, gagged, and with both hands tied behind <laughs> my back. And it's like record scratch. The whole bar just kind of stares at her. They're like, "What were you talking about?" And she's like, "Oh, we were just talking about this little party Friday night, which does not make it sound any better." No. And then of course Carla chimes in. When and where, Sammy? Like that's yeah, like her, yeah. her idea of a good time. Yeah, of course. Carla's like, "This sounds like my. It's right up my alley." Yeah. Yeah. So Frazier comes back to the bar later, and he's got the hiccups now. And throughout the episode, they're going to try and do these little tricks to to have him beat the hiccups. Yeah. Rebecca comes in wearing a, this fine dress, and what he says, "You look nice enough to take to a barn dance." <laughs> um, I love that. And then she spots that Sam is wearing a tuxedo top, and she's like, "Why are you wearing a tuxedo?" And he goes, "Why does Superman wear a cape?" To rescue people. It's, well, chef's kiss, Sam. <laughs> it's just like this. So good. Yeah. My, that's another laugh out loud line for me. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, 
And she goes to her office and she comes out. She's like, Woody, what is this with this message? Urgent, see Woody. And again, he's calling to her from across the office, or from across the bar. So everyone here's like, oh, yeah. Ryan from the escort service called and said that there was this mistake in the booking. He can't make it tonight. And he told me to be discreet. And that's why I read the message that way. Oh, Woody. So, yeah. So outing her that she could not get a normal date, she had to call an escort service. And with that humbling defeat, that is when she agrees to let Sam accompany her to the party. So. Uh, but oh no, because before that she's like, I would rather go with anybody else at the bar here. And she turns around and looks, and exactly. Norm and Cliff have lemons in their mouths, whole lemons in their mouths, because they think that that is a trick to cure the hiccups. And Fraser has a bag over his head, and she's like, "All right." Yeah. She says, "I'm sure Doctor Crane would enjoy a silent evening," and then it comes Fraser looking just like a fool, basically. Right, right. So. They go to Evan's party, and Sam finds out that Evan is separate from his wife. He said that she's in Bora Bora, and Sam was like, oh, visiting her family? And that's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> and then when he finds out that you know that she's been hung up on, on Evan for two years, he's like, how does your body handle that? Being like, how does your body handle that? And he's like, you've got to tell her, otherwise you're going to explode. And he's like, he's really pushing this, so... Um, and like he's got like he's like he's like we'll 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 practice and he of course as he's you know pretending to be Evan he's like coaxing her into doing more forward things on him like talking to him sensuously and rubbing his thigh and she's like forget this but she ends up taking a shot and then drunkenly and mistakenly walks right up to Evan and plants this kiss on him she says take me and throws herself at him take me. Oh, poor Rebecca. And this this is the first time I feel like we see it, is the the unhinged Rebecca just coming unglued immediately. Yeah, because when, when he's like, Sam, you better take her out. She's like, no, I don't need to leave. He's like, good night. And he's like, he's like slamming the door in her face. And you see, like, it's like Rebecca all of a sudden turns into a little girl. Like, you see her, like, like she, yep. she's like turns into like a nine-year-old like just like the look on her face is like a girl who just got scolded Mm -hmm. by her dad and the lip comes up big puffy and quivery and like fighting back the tears she's like walking out like really slowly and like she's like oh my god i'm gonna kill myself he's like sam's like you should put your hand on his thigh (laughs) yes yes yeah i thought that would have been charming And I love it when she comes back to the bar and she's just like muttering and like in this high squeaky voice that you can't even really hear what she's saying, but just no. muttering to herself and slams her purse down on the jukebox and it kicks on and starts playing a song. And then she takes a few steps. I know. And, and then back, she goes back. Slams it off. So, so that when Sam comes back, he's like, Woody is Rebecca. He's like, yeah, she was just playing some of the jukebox and then she went into her office. Um... <laughs> So, like, she's like, she goes in there, she starts clearing out her office, Sam's like, you don't have to do this, he's not going to fire you, she's like, obviously he's going to do this, I'll never live this down. Then Woody comes to the door, he's like, hey, Evan Drake is here, and they're like, okay, obviously he came here to fire you. Sam is like, Woody, stall, stall for us, and then Woody's like, okay, and Woody... (laughs) closes the door with him on the inside, sits down on the couch, and he's, like, back in high school, and he starts telling them their story. Woody, yeah, I, yeah. Not us. Not us. Go outside. And he's like, oh, you could have... Woody, I love when Woody gets a little... Yeah, I love when Woody gets a little salty, and he's like, would it have killed you, to be more specific? Exactly, like, exactly. He's it. got, like, this righteous indignation, like, oh, this was entirely my yeah. fault. <laughs> 
Exactly. So, the whole thing, like Sam is like, look, the, the only way you're going to pull this off is if you like, if, is if he thinks that you were you were just kissing him to make me jealous. So you've got to convince him that you really are in love with me. And, and she's like, so either I'm a boozy slut or I'm a total idiot. And he's like, well, between the two of them, I would go with the idiot. And she just kept knowingly, like, looks at Sam and she nods her head. She's like, I already did. <laughs> I already. Great. And then we come back outside in the bar to what will eventually be my home run. But what do you This is so, yeah, this was almost mine as well. I love this line. And it's, Evan is at the bar holding a glass and Woody is just in the middle of telling the story, wrapping it up. And he's like, and he says, so that's how we knew beyond a doubt that we were putting away way too much bran in the pig's (laughs) fodder. Which, if you've parsed it out... Thank God we did not hear the beginning of that story. I mean, clearly, Evan just heard him tell a long story about pig shit. (laughs) And and the look in his eyes, and you think, Evan is this extremely rich and successful person, and he, he must be thinking, this is why I don't talk to these people very often. Yes. It's like, this is why I don't come down from, like, my penthouse. It's like this. That's right. Uh, like, like, yeah, just his stare. Like, what did I just listen to? Sam intercepts him, and he says that he was going to apologize for overreacting, and Sam decides to to hit him off at the pass. He's like, hang on, I'll I'll bring (laughs) him. Sam goes into the bar, or Sam goes into the office, and this is where... Damn it, Sam! <laughs> like, just, like, just be, yeah. be, be the good guy. We know you are. You don't have to turn this to your advantage. But just right. like, and he is a good guy. Like, I do believe he's a good guy. But no, he, yeah. he just couldn't do it here. This is just like when he, when he went to paint her house, and they had their moment of bonding oh, and connecting, and then he's got to turn turn it to his advantage. So he's like, yeah, he's he's really mad. The only way you're going to sell this is if you basically like make out with me <laughs> as soon as he comes in. And when Evan does come in there, they're in the middle of kids because she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I have my dignity. I have my pride. But the door opens yeah. and all of that goes out the window and she starts kissing Sam. And then once she's done, like Sam like gropes her, like squeezes her and she like has her hand. Yeah, he grabs her from behind. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was like, all right, dude, that's no, 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 no. That's like, like, Taking it too far, Sam. Yeah, yeah. That's, but she know. hit him and he yeah. stopped, so. Right. <laughs> Evan was like, well, I, you know, came to apologize. I told Sam. And then she's like, you told Sam about oh. it? And Sam was like, Evan, let me walk you out to the door and everything. So Evan leaves. And by rights, like, Rebecca should kill Sam. <laughs> like, mur- murder him or uh-huh. fire him or do whatever she, she wants. But he's like, no, you're the reason you're really mad is because you felt something with that kiss. And she's like, I did not. I can disprove it. I'll, I'll kiss anybody more passionately than that. And Frazier just walks in at that particular moment. And she kisses him and takes him all the way down on top of the table. <laughs> and, and then when she leaves, he is like in a catatonic state. Although he still has one last hiccup on him when the, when the credits start to roll. <laughs> I love the last hiccup. Yeah, no one's ever kissed Fraser like that up to this point. We've never, we've never seen anyone treat Fraser like that. Yeah. Um, there's a lot that happens just in like the last minute or minute and a half, and I, I kind of feel like they were rushing a little bit more. But um, it was still, yeah. it was still really, really funny. So it's a great, it's a great episode. There's, there's a lot in it, but it, it's a really great episode, I think. 
I, I think, and again, this was one of those things where Cheers, Cheers really excelled, like with their casting. Obviously, the 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 regulars, the series regular, the people who are in every episode, we know how much we love them and we know how great they are. But even when they have characters that they have sort of built up over time and, and kind of planted the seeds of who this character is it might be hard to live up to those expectations and then they actually you reveal them and they do like and i'm i'm thinking of like nick tortelli who we got little hints yeah. and, and figments of carla's description of who her ex-husband was back in the first two seasons it's like who is this like this crazy creature that she used right. to be married to and then when we actually meet nick is like oh this is better than i even would have ever considered um and with evan drake we've talked about it it's like okay who is this guy that she's got the hots for? And if it was just like a young, you know, executive guy, but like a soap opera star that they would have found on one of those shows, like, I just, I don't think it would have been as good. It wouldn't have been as memorable. No. The fact that Tom Skerritt doesn't necessarily look like, a, you know, a, the, the, you know, star of General Hospital or like one of those, you know, like, like, right. soap opera, like he doesn't have that magazine, that leading man quality. He's a silver fox. Uh, he's a little bit of an older man at this point, but and and but he still like just has that natural charisma, the natural smile and that glow about him. He's obviously got a good sense of humor, and he, for for as you know as <laughs> as haughty as he may be and as sophisticated, the, for as much the way he treats Woody, he can also connect really quickly with Sam and kind of like get, get along with that, and and they can have this fast and easy rapport, which is nice. So. Knowing right. that, knowing that he will come back and we'll see him a handful more times this season, it's good to know that this is a character that we're going to want to see because he's fun and it's a yeah. good actor and it's yeah. Obviously, he brings out he brings out the best slash worst in Rebecca, which is always great. I agree. I agree because at first you kind of wonder because I can't remember when we finally meet him. I'm like, man, it's getting later and later in the season, and you you know you do kind of think. Are they going to veer at him? Like, are we just going to hear about him and like oh, yeah, stories yeah. of Mr. Drake? But Tom Scare is perfect for it. I mean, I, I think another example in the episode is when uh, Sam is being Sam and says, "Like, yeah, she was all over me like a cat in heat in the limo," and he just looks at him and just says, "Interesting." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, he just barely has to say a word. Like, it's just he's so funny in this role. And you're right; traditionally, Tom Scare is not. Who I say is funny, you know. All right, uh, for Norm's tab, Norm had five beers this episode, uh, which brings him up to five hundred and nineteen for the series. Um, Man, for the employee of the week, uh, we've been talking about it, and I really strongly considered Rebecca because of all the things that she has to do in this one. But this is one where I got to give it to the guest star, and I just think Evan Drake came in and, and nailed it. Yeah. I agree. I, I was between the two of them. I, I'm going to say Rebecca just because yeah. I feel like this is the first time we really meet Rebecca. Like, I think we saw a little bit in the Painting the Office episode, but I think this is the episode that we see what we're going to really get in the next couple seasons of Rebecca. Yeah, yeah. Agreed, yeah. Um, for the for the home runs or the highlights, I've uh, like, we mentioned it way back, but like the the looks that Evan gives to Woody when he's talking about the pig oh, feed. Man. And then also the look that he gives Sam when Rebecca says that she was working on her car. And again, like the, <laughs> all of these, these moments of just silence with Evan Drake, I just think are, are some of the most magical moments. They're so good. I mean, I think one of my favorite line in, 
I was I was torn. I like the boozy slut or idiot uh, conversation, <laughs> but I do love um, at the at Evan Drake's party. And Sam is that uh, says I've got to tell you I'm a little bit confused here. And Rebecca says the red sauce is for the shrimp and the mustard is for the egg roll. <laughs> and then Sam says that's not what I meant. But thanks. <laughs> yeah. Like I did. I was wondering. That was a line that I feel like uh, Diane also could have said to him. But, yeah, yo, but yeah, I yeah. loved it. I think that was my home run for the week. That was a good one. That was a good one. Um. Okay. Um, anything, any projects or anything that you wanted to plug or mention? I don't think so. Okay. I just really appreciate you having me back. I love getting to do this. No, oh, of course. Um, it's a lot of fun for me. I look forward to it. Of course. I will try and get you back next season too. I'll try and have you, have you. Yeah, I love it. An annual recurrence. So, all right. Well, Vicky, thank you so much for being on the show again. This was a whole lot of fun, uh, for a very enjoyable episode. Um, thanks to you and thanks to all of you out there who listen to Cheerscast and support the show by liking and sharing on social media and leaving comments on the website fireandwaterpodcast.com you can also support the Fire and Water Podcast Network on Patreon this show is patronized and I know that I'm using that incorrectly by the Right On Network and Jeff and Rick presents Unpacking the Power of Power Pack go to patreon.com slash fwpodcasts to support your favorite show on the Fire and Water Network Thanks, everyone, for listening, and until next time, we're closed. I'm probably going to lose my job. All right, sure, he's going to come over here and fire you because of one lousy kiss. Talk about paranoia. Miss Howe, Mr. Drake's here to see you. Talk about coincidence. <laughs> I'm dead. No, you're not. Now, I'll take care of this. Uh, Woody, can you stall for a minute there? Sure. You know, in high school, I entered the voyage class... <laughs> Not us, Woody. Him. Him. Not us. Him. Out there, boy. Come on.